Hello, David Oakes here and welcome to a bonus bit about bears that we had to trim out of last week's episode. Bill Tweed and his wife Frances kindly hosted me up in Bend, Oregon for a number of days last February. And although rolling tape for just over two hours, apologies to my editor Ollie, the most thrilling stories that Bill had to share with me were unfortunately off microphone, maybe intentionally so. Anyway, to keep our main interview on topic, talking of trees and of the Sierra Sage, John Muir, a number of glorious diversions had to be shared, including what you're about to hear. So without further waffle from me, here's a quick excerpt we say from the cutting room floor about danger, the potential for human stupidity and the grizzly bears of California. Enjoy. In the depth of the forest, an old oak root, the pride of the greenwood there. O'er his branches the ivy her mantle threw when the forest boughs were bare. Oh, the oak and the ivy, oh, the oak and the ivy, oh. One of the best things that I enjoyed about your book, there's a, a section before every single chapter where you talk of your personal experience mm-hmm. where you come across something that relates to the the element of history you're about to discuss. Um, I liked that particularly because it was like being with Muir and being taken on those journeys through those places. Um, I was wondering what particular adventures did you not share in your book and what were the most exciting times you've had in the national parks? Well, the book, of course, contains things that were relevant to Mm -hmm. the stories I wanted to tell. The national park world offers many other stories. There are lots of good ways to do silly things and kill yourself. <laughs> well, you've only done silly things then, I presume, because you haven't killed yourself yet. Well, I tried once or twice, but failed. <laughs> when I was 30 years, on my 30th birthday, I slipped off the side of a mountain on a thousand foot vertical cliff on an ice sheet, but I happened to land in a bush, so I didn't kill myself that day. <laughs> How far did you fall? Oh, I only slipped down 20 or 30 feet, but that was the only bush in the next 2,000 feet, so it's a good landing. <laughs> so there's a... I managed to get myself stuck in the heart of Kings Canyon Park one October uh, when we had an early season snow. I was by myself and I was backpacking and it snowed several feet and temperatures got down to zero Fahrenheit and I really was not particularly well equipped and was sort of thinking, huh, this is not the best thing I've ever done. But I got home. (laughs) There's near misses. We've all had them. Oh, we've all had, yes. And They're more fun when they're out in nature instead of just you almost got creamed on the highway by a car. Yeah. And they're certainly more fun when you're telling a friend in the pub after the event yes, than at yeah. the time. I, I had one actually coming back down off uh, of Alta Peak. Um, the sun was setting and I'd taken a little bit longer on the 28 mile hike mm-hmm. than I was anticipating. And so the, the sun was going down and I had about five miles left to go. And I sort of upped the pace and up the pace and up the pace. Um, came across some browsing deer, which was lovely. And then walked another half a mile or so. And I heard some more deer to my left hand side and turned to look. And there was a, a black bear about a meter mm-hmm. away. Um, which was the first bear I think I encountered on that walk. I was like, I think I'll just politely ignore him and just keep going. And a good decision. And that was that was fine. So I'm still here and I've still got all my workable yeah. limbs. So, and that's generally, to be honest, although it's, although I don't want to undermine your story, that's about as much trouble as you usually have with black bears. <laughs> Grizzly bears are a different game. Have you encountered them? Uh, well, they're not in California, not in the Sierra Nevada. They mm-hmm. were extirpated in the early 20th century. There's some talk of bringing them back, but that's going to be very hard to do. Because uh, of tourism, or just because it would be hard to reintegrate them? Both. Okay. There aren't, they need big spaces. Um, they're hard enough to keep in the northern Rockies where the spaces are bigger. And the, 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 trick, the trick about California these days is that the grizzly bears were once very common in California. The grizzly bear actually is the emblem of the, the official emblem of the state of California, the state mm-hmm. flag. If one goes to uh, the 
the University of California football games. It's the Golden Bears. Maybe they're everywhere. Or, or the UCLA Bruins. Well, the, the, but, it's, it's all about the imagery. Is it Stanford that has the sequoia tree as their emblem? Yeah, that, well? that's a Coast Redwood, however. Sure. Oh, okay. That's one of those other trees. <laughs> the smaller big trees. But the point is about grizzly bears, they were very common in California, but they weren't particularly mountain bears. Sure. They lived in the lowlands because that's where the food was good. So when they were human very common, beings settled. They were very common on beaches. Uh -huh. Uh, in the days when we used to have, uh, when the whale populations were large, imagine we have lots of recordings of these scenes. Suggesting that grizzly bears hunted whales? No, but they carry them okay. on the beaches. So they would grab we have We have from Mexican California from the early 19th century, we have multiple accounts of a gray whale washed up on the beach, and there were many more whales then. Uh -huh. And 10 bears happily chewing away on a big dead whale. Each of the, each, each of the bears weighing 1,500 pounds, you know, the size of an oxen. <laughs> That's an incredible image. Yeah. Grizzly bears did, two giants of two worlds collide. Yeah. Grizzly bears did very well in California until the arrival of the Anglo uh, gold rush hunters. Sure. Because Mexican California was well, the, was poor. The Indians did not have the, the uh, technology to destroy grizzly bears. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have the urge either. They were sort of respectful of everything. The Mexicans thought the grizzly bears were a terrible nuisance. They were, they were cattlemen. Sure. But Mexican California was an extraordinarily poor and remote place. It was barely Europeanized, just along the coast, very thinly. Um, it was being governed from Mexico City, several thousand miles away in an age of sailing ships, mm -hmm. without, even, without even reasonable land connection between the two. It was a coastal colony, very far away. Um, and nobody could even afford things like bullets on any scale. You, 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 what little you had of high technology, you, you didn't waste on bears. Sure. Uh, the Mexican Californians actually did such things as when they had too many cattle, they just ran them off cliffs because it was the cheapest way to destroy things. <laughs> but when the Anglo gold miners arrived, they each came with a rifle. Uh -huh. And grizzly bears were rapidly decimated because they were a real nuisance. Uh -huh, I bet. And so the miners went after shooting bears. They, the last ones were seen in the remotest places in the early 20th century, up until 19, about 1920. Okay. But they were basically gone by the 1870s in most places. Wiped out in a, you know, a short generation. So what, as a chief naturalist of those national parks, would you be afraid of? Obviously, black bears are basically just sort of scavenging as such. The main thing you're afraid of when you're out there is your own stupidity. <laughs> is there lots of that? <laughs> Human beings are notoriously... Under-informed and overconfident. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, if you read the story of any human endeavor, and somewhere in there you will find overconfidence and under-preparation. Sure. That's a very, very common sort of thing. So the, the, the majority of risks in the natural world are self in, in You know, you, you put them upon yourself. And if you're reasonably... You know, I, I wandered around in the Sierra Nevada. For, well, I've been out there for over, wandering over every summer for over 50 years and have never done anything... I've never gotten myself in any the slightest trouble except once or twice when I was stupid. And it wasn't nature that was doing that. Sure. One. Yeah. And so I, it's not a very dangerous place unless you're careless or ill-informed. Okay. And then, of course, London is Ill, can be dangerous too yes. if you're ill-informed. Indeed. And, and so, I would suggest there are a lot more rules you need to learn about living in London than you do need to explore the Sierra Nevada. <laughs> and so I, I, it's not a, there are other environments in North America that are more are certainly more dangerous than... than the far northern Rockies, uh, the Canadian Rockies, Alaska, where there are, are grizzly bears. Sure. Okay, grizzly bears are actually dangerous to human beings. You can get yourself in trouble with a uh, 
on mountain land, but statistically the odds are pretty low. In California, to the best of my knowledge, this was, I know too, a few years ago, in the, in the first 150 years of Anglo-California, the total number of people killed by bears, by black bears in California was zero. The total number of people killed by mountain lions in California was zero. Um, the number of people killed by squirrels ran into the dozens because squirrels <laughs> carry diseases. So what are you worried about? The number of people killed on Interstate 5 was hundreds a year. Yeah. And so you drive on Interstate 5 to go risk your life with the animals. You're probably much more at risk on the highway than you are walking on a trail. It's hard, it, to be honest, it's hard to kill yourself at two and a half miles an hour. <laughs> it's much easier at 70 or 80. <laughs> oh, the oak and the ivy. Oh, the oak and the ivy. Oh.